Hello everybody and welcome back to the Sovereign Project podcast. This is a, another episode of our weekly uh, digest, so nice. to speak. Do you like that? Yeah, I like that word, yeah. A bit, yeah, okay, we'll go with that. Um, where today we're going to be talking about uh, independent income and just some basics of maybe mindset and getting people prepared mentally for this sovereign journey that we're hoping people will be coming on with us. Uh, so yeah, should we get straight into it, Al? Yeah, we're going to talk about mate about online income, alternative uh, income streams. Yeah, independent income. So the whole idea of um, being a sovereign individual is obviously having ownership of everything, and and with that comes the control and responsibility of generating your own income. Yeah. Um, so we've done it ourselves, haven't we? In yes. numerous different ways. I'm a surveyor by trade. Um, but I've gone into property uh, investing, crypto investing, precious metals investing, etc., etc. Uh, and but also aside from that, we've gone down various other avenues as well that has enabled us to create independent income. Uh, and it's going to be another feature of our uh, Mighty Networks relaunch. Uh, we're going to do a six or seven part series on this. Um, and I thought because it was fresh in our heads, it'd be worth diving into a little bit yeah man uh, so we've got um, we've got this split up into various stages but I think the biggest and most obvious thing to start with is your dream or aspiration of what you want to build your independent income or business around yeah uh, where would you suggest maybe somebody who might be watching this where would you suggest them starting to basically tick off or answer these questions in their own mind mm. what people tend to uh, do here when you might say oh you know what do you want out of life what do you uh, what what are your dreams you know your aspirations very what you tend to recognise is that what you're good at mm -hmm. is what you tend to dream uh, you know you need to link the two yeah uh, it's very rare that you want to be some magnificent guitar player if you've never played the guitar do you know what I mean yeah yeah of course yeah it makes perfect sense so like you'll notice your history will leave clues as to what you're good at of course but also what your dreams and your vision uh, will be written if you look backwards you'll probably see what's written inside of you that wants to come out you know what yeah. I mean yeah so very often people dream and look forward. If you look back and see... Like a story, mm, your story, your, your life's They journey. call it the myth, the through line, the myth in psychology, yeah. Journey. Oh, yeah, property journey. <laughs> so, uh, and then and then it comes down to goal setting and you have a big vision and then you yep. can break that down if you're that way inclined. I generally don't set too many goals. I keep everything very short uh, with a big expansive vision, but everything's very short and that could change and, and mould. Yeah. Yeah, so that's how you would maybe get um, started uh, in your head anyway, just to tick off these certain elements that you need to in the first place to get your business or consultancy work, freelancing work, whatever it is, off the ground. Um, so just taking back to my own example for a moment, I worked as an employee uh, for around 10 years and then the last three years or so 
I've been working on a freelance basis for various different contractors. Um, and although that is a little bit different to setting up a business, you still have to basically offer your services. And obviously I went down that route because that's what I'd got the most experience in. It was what I was good at. Um, and I haven't looked back really. Uh, and I think when you make that big step, because it is a massive step at the time, leaving an employed role yeah. and the the supposed security that comes with that, which is debatable, mm. uh, it's a big step to take. But once you've made it and you've done it, you quite quickly see that it's, it's probably the best decision most people will make. Um, and you, just mentally and emotionally as well, you see a big change in yourself. Uh, and it's a big difference between you and what you've left behind and maybe the people that, who you used to work with, who, who you used to call work colleagues. You see a big difference in th- their outlook on life and your new outlook on life. Um, I think I mentioned it in the last podcast that I'd been in an office base, um, office workplace rather, uh, last week. And the general energy in the room is just yeah, yeah. dead, basically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I think you have this, um, sounds too big and grand, but the word awakening, you have this grand sort of awakening Mm -hmm. and realisation that you are worth more than what you have been uh, getting or think that you're worth from yourself. You you realise that it's, you are worth a lot more than that. And it is a bit of a natural sort of uh, process, Progression. progression, yeah. Um, but yeah I mean there's a lot to cover here really obviously firstly you've got to have the mindset to basically come to that decision you're going to take that big decision that step forward and make that big change and then you've got to realise what it is before you do it that you're going to move into Uh, so a lot of people that they go back to like you just said maybe the history of what you've done over the last five or ten years and pick out the good bits from that and use that as a basis for the work that you're going to do mo- mm. moving forward. A lot of people don't think they're, they're good at anything as well. They don't know what they're good at. Yeah. Uh, a way to figure that out, um, again, if you invert things, generally you'll get a more clarity uh, in what you're looking for. So rather than trying to figure out what you're good at, yeah. look at what other people struggle with that you find easy. Yeah, that's, that's a good way of doing it, isn't it? Yeah. So like a lot of people might find cooking difficult, whereas if you're good at cooking and you're like, how how come people find this difficult? That's usually a talent that you've got. You know, we've all got them in different aspects and we rubbish at other things. That's a way to, to figure out what type of online business you can start to niche down to. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a, a something. It's another area of what we discuss within the training videos. And there's various tactics you can use um, or strategies you can use to work out what these strengths um, that you possess are, um, because it isn't always that obvious to people. Like you say, I think people have become so used to, um, particularly people that have worked in the same business for a long period of time, they've become robotic in every they way. Do, yeah mentally they become robotic there isn't much going on to uh, expand your thought process your beliefs your aspirations there's nothing going on in that respect but there's also the 
um, normality of just going into work every day and doing the same tasks day after day after day. Yeah. And it it sort of erodes away uh, your soul in a way. It's like an erosion of what you are and where you could be. And yeah. And then with that, I think something. This obviously not talking for everybody here, but you see people's ambitions fall away as well, and their lust for life. Yeah. Um, and I think we use the word slug to describe a certain type of person uh, last week in the podcast, and that is definitely not something you want to become. Somebody that's almost given up on life and they're happy with what they've got, but they're not really happy with what they've got because all they do is spend all day moaning about what they have got <laughs> and not but at the same time not having it in them or the capacity in them to make a big change or do something different mm. because it's a it's it's a big fear isn't it for most people making a big yeah, yeah. decision and change like that leaving a, a role they may have had for 10 15 20 years or more yeah yeah so there is a lot to cover here um, but I think to wrap it all up I think the main aspect uh, which people need to have in the forefront of their mind is the ability to change their mindset learn how to think how you put it last week and I think if you can get over that hurdle then the rest of it could potentially fall into place with consistent focus and action all of its perception the whole yeah. thing are you good enough are you worthy enough all this stuff are uh, patterns that you're going to be running yeah and uh, just realise they're all illusions, they're all made up, it's all just conditioning and, and society, mm. none of it's real. You can literally do whatever you want nowadays within the realms of the law. And, uh, you know, a lot of it's just your own way. You're standing in your own way. Yeah. Uh, you've painted a box. The box isn't there, you just made it up. Yeah, it's good. It's a good turn of phrase that, you've, uh, that you're using here. What's that? Don't think outside the box. There ain't one. Yeah, there ain't one there. Yeah, that is the issue. Mm. That people think there's a box in the first place. Yeah. There's no boundary. Yeah. It's completely decentralised. You can move wherever you want. You can do whatever you want. It's only your own mind. The people yeah. say, oh, I've got kids. I've got a wife. Well, that's what you value the most. And that's why you won't do certain things. Because your values are more important to you. Yeah. But a lot of people, unfortunately, they consider what society's values are more than what their values are, so they live a life of quiet desperation. And uh, the, the, the natural state that they should be unfolding isn't unfolding because they're living society's life, not theirs. Yeah. You know what I mean? And so online, independent income, external from the workplace, then provides you the foundational principles and the fundamentals to build a skyscraper. Otherwise, you're building, you're building a skyscraper on shaky sand, you know? Yeah. And I think when it's something as well, that whatever the business is or the freelance work that you might move into, if it's something that you've not got much interest in as well, mm -hmm. again, you're coming back to living a lie again, aren't you? Like you say, the, the fundamental reason why we do what we do when other people like us who do live as closely as possible a sovereign life is the people that are able to stick to their core principles those people that are able to do that are generally people that are more happy with what they've what they've got and where they're going 
Um, but again, I think I like a lot of what we discussed last week. The main points here is getting the 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 mind right. So it's anything it's, in it's life, with any, it? yeah, it's so true. So you can dress you can dress it up as whatever, but I, I think if you've not got things clear in your own psyche, then you're always at sort of loggerheads with yourself, aren't you? A lot of all this is just merely clarity. Clarity, clarity of what you want, how you want to do it, why you want to do it, which is the big one. Start with that one, mm. and then and then you know what? A lot of the time as well, life just sort of gives you the opportunities and it gives you the struggles that allow the opportunity to prevent itself uh, to present itself. Present itself. Yeah, you know, people very often with this is the issue with goal setting is that they set rigid goals and there's not enough flexibility in them. Mm-hmm. So if they don't hit them. They're then a failure. In but their that, own mind, yeah, they think they've failed. But that ain't how goal setting should work. I mean, this is why they should, This is why people say, uh, the successful people, think massive, think huge, aim for 100 million, 100 billion, whatever is huge to you. Set that and then go and hit that. Because then if you hit 30 million, you might still feel like a failure, but you're going to be probably a happy one. At that point, probably... Oh, an unhappy one depends. Yeah, I mean, there's examples of this. Um, people taking this leap. I mean, I've done it. You've done it. You've never really had uh, what's really? a so-called job, whatever you want to describe that as. A friend of mine, around two years ago now, um, took the plunge to leave his workplace. He he had a sort of mortgage um, broker background, but he was w- working within a bank or a building society. Can't remember which. And every time I see him now, pretty much, he says, "Oh, you know, thanks for having that conversation. I remember that day in the pub, blah blah nice. blah." blah, blah. Uh, I'm like, "Mate, it ain't me. Mm. You made all them decisions yourself." That's it. You know, you, and I think the confidence that you get from taking that leap, doing it, and seeing the uh, the rewards, if you like, off the back of making those big decisions, it just, yeah, it makes a man of you, so to speak. Mm. And there's loads of different ways of, of earning income away from the workplace. You just gotta think differently. Especially so, now. Yeah, but yeah, I mean you could whatever you're good at doing, find it if you don't know already. You could you can even write a blog about it. Start advertising through the blog. Write create a YouTube channel, start advertising on YouTube. Little things like this. I mean I've only got a small YouTube channel, about three thousand people. And um that does, I mean, that it doesn't turn over many much money, but you know, it pays what, I, what people would ex- say is a phone bill, it'd pay a phone bill. Now, I know that's not a lot of money, but for the average person who's never even considered anything, that could, can go a long way with the cost of living going up and everything. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Car boot sales, we might be talking real small here, but you can do 100, £100, 100, whatever, a car boot, one a week, that's 400. Quid a month, might pay your mortgage, yeah. Yeah, it's right. You know Little I mean? things, they all add up, don't they? Mm-hmm. And I think this is this is important when you're sort of taking this, maybe this conversation another step forward, is having multiple streams. Mm. Um, so you might have a property portfolio kicking out, you know, so many hundreds or thousands of pounds a month from your portfolio. You might have some cryptocurrency investments there's that farming in there, there's staking, there's numerous yep. ways of making income through cryptocurrency now. It's not just buying and holding. Um, 
and same as standard stocks and shares as well you know there's dividend paying stocks yeah, yeah there's you know there's numerous ways now and it's accessible to everybody you know it's just a matter of for example setting up an account on an EXO account or setting up a Binance account whatever setting up an eBay account eBay eBay's a great little idea people per hour Daniela does eBay she um she buys pallets, sells them all on eBay, and she turns good money. Anyone can do that. Yeah. You know, you can go on these uh, auction websites where you buy big stock loads of, of stuff in various different, uh, you know, uh, you have perfumes or uh, jewellery or something. You buy a pallet load, you don't know what's in there, you might pay 500 quid for the pallet, but then you sell everything. You might come across an absolute jewel and it might, you know, you might make 10 grand on that pallet. So to some people, that's game-changing money, you know. Absolutely. When you, when, you to, when you start moving up and up and up and expanding, 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 you start questioning, is that worth my time? Am I going to make the money back off that? But when you're first starting out and you've never earned income outside of the workplace, that can trigger an, something in your mind to go, wow, there's something else. And I think the biggest takeaway from something like that I mean, but that's that being a great example is the confidence you get from it, the confidence that you get from um, earning or generating your own income. Yeah, it's proof in it. It's mm-hmm. like you know, I've doubted myself here. Yeah, yeah. I've gone away. I've done it. Mm-hmm. And look, look at the rewards. Look at the look what I've managed to create for myself, all on my own terms in my own time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think one of the major skills now we're on everything's online in it now everything's digital and I think one of the what anybody can learn within reason everybody can learn is how to write well and if you learn how to write you can sell your writing services to companies to sell them things so like copywriting read three or four books on copywriting there's loads of content all over social media if you can learn how to write for companies you can pitch them and I've seen people pitching five, six figures for one client on a retainer. It's crazy money out there. Because if you know how to write proper sales copy to capture attention and then put them through the funnel for, for certain organizations, mm. if you're good at that, you can make fortunes, yeah. fortunes. And you can get good at, you can put yourself, in my opinion, in the top 10% of writers by writing every week, every single morning, just do half an hour's worth of writing without distraction for two or three months and you'll be in the top 10% of writers. Because people haven't got the attention span uh, and they're, they're not educated, they're sort of just doing it from school and university. And yeah. They're not. But I think, again, uh, at risk of repeating myself again here, this is a mindset shift. Because I think what, we, what we're moving into there is... Um, creating good habits mm. and being focused and doing them consistently and so you set the goal of maybe writing for half an hour a morning mm. for three months mm. and you know getting yourself in the top 10% of writers out there mm. people that's a lot that's a big commitment for some people that's a massive massive commitment so unless you've got unless you've got the capability to do that and stick to it and stick to your word mm. Easy to do, easy not to do. Exactly, yes. You know, but well, this is why you need to be not motivated but inspired. That's the difference because motiv- the interest in it. Motivation goes. It's an, it, you have to energize the thing. Inspiration 
you don't need to be energized by it's it's always there it's you're driving towards something that's life's drive mm-hmm. whereas motivation you're like going i need to do this but i don't really want to do it i need to make a youtube video but i don't really want to do it whereas when you're inspired it's like yeah that's and it's authentic it's more authentic isn't it mm-hmm. and i think no matter what line of work you're in but particularly if you're all over social media youtube it really comes across i mean we've had discussions ourselves this is the first time i've ever done or been involved in a business where i'm having to produce content and videos and the biggest takeaway so far would be the more authentic you are in the production of your videos yeah the better they'll be received the the quality is so much better as well of course that's always the way man anything you're authentic with people resonate better yeah because it's like I don't like the word to be got to be a baggage around it but vulnerability yeah people recognise the humanity in you it's It's not robotic it's real yeah Mm. which makes a big difference to people man very true but on camera it's very difficult anyone who's listening to this who decides to go down that route of creating online content which is a big thing the online presence and everything nowadays a video content if you do that you'll recognize don't make this a story but you'll probably recognize how difficult it is to talk into a camera in comparison to just talking to your mates it's much more difficult in it you do get used to it over time it's completely different yeah Mm. it is right what we're moving on to now then mate so should we talk about recontextualization of you as a person because I think again this goes hand in hand with getting to this point in your life where maybe you, you don't feel you're getting enough out of it and you want to make big change um, I think it's something that well I don't think it is something that we would have both come to in our own lives at various stages over the last five or ten years uh, but not being happy with your lot and wanting to move it somewhere different how can people do that is there anything that you've maybe done yourself where you've took a step back sat quietly for a moment and reconsidered what what you want I bet you're the sort of person that does that on a fairly regular basis yeah introspection plays a big role I think in everybody's life whether you know it or not to be honest if you've got a sense of frustration that's merely uh, for lack of a better term the soul trying to say come on you know there's an authenticity here that's not being met somewhat so in terms of uh, recontextualising worldview a lot of that is is going in and being truthful to yourself truthful to the world and and then acting upon that truth asking yourself good questions what do I need to be a success is a question um, but a better question would be something like um, what do I need to be a success whilst also being true that's a better question and it's more niched and it's more real to you it's more authentic to you you know what I mean you've got to ask better questions and then the life provides you better answers but the answers most people aren't after an answer really they want to be trapped in they want to be trapped they want to continue because it provides safety comfort and it provides security they don't want that freedom yeah. freedom is liberation you can get to religious things here this is what they're talking about 
is authenticity, being real and being true. Truth is the fundamental principle. I'm not talking about like, tell the truth to your friends and don't lie to the missus when you're going for a beer. That's not the type of truth I'm talking about. The type <laughs> Why of mention that? Because I know you do a lot. <laughs> the, t- the type of truth I'm talking about is uh, it's like radical honesty with oneself. Where are you at? Yeah. And it. where do you want to go to? And why do you want to go there? Because if, you, if you're not uh, unpicking what's been put in here by culture and by your family and by everything, uh, that the answer is unpicking things. It's not actually going to do something. Yeah. It's removing everything and then, so, then allowing the expression to come out. A bit deep. But you won't find this in the personal development world because it's all bullshit. The personal development world is bullshit. 99 times out of 100. And yes, I'm here to slate it, 100%. It's complete fucking nonsense to keep you, uh, whether they think they are or not, to keep you on a fucking treadmill. Yeah. That's all it is. So is the spirituality world, the personal development world. They're all there to take money off you. Uh, whether they think they are or not. Whether they want to admit that. Well, they don't even know. They've gone through it and they think they're helping you somewhat. Unless they're saying, you're your own answer, nothing to do with me. You're your own answer. You've got to be completely truthful to yourself. I'm not here to take money off you. You've got to do it yourself. Get rid of them, in my opinion. Mm. Yeah, like with anything, it always seems to come back to yourself, doesn't it? You always hold the answers. And you usually uh, are the the reason why there is... um, things wrong in your life that's usually down to you as well making bad choices consistent bad choices on a daily basis um, but without meaning to sound all like guru-y mm. the answers are within yourself basically and uh, there can be no other way I say yeah, people I all the time I do a bit of not coaching because I don't I don't do coaching all that crap right but have you ever experienced anything in your life outside of your own mind? So I can it be anything but you then? Yeah. It's, it's impossible? It's, yeah, it's all, everything, scenario, opinion, whatever it might be, is all you. You're giving that, you're providing that, you're assessing a situation like that. Um, you're taking offence to something that's all you like you say now I really think that's a big step as well recognising that it's like true another one is you know if you get triggered mm, a lot of people do yeah about, like, you just get someone says something to you and then you take it and you're you know slugs are massive on it yeah well the reason you're triggered is because you've got elements of truth in it that's why you're triggered if it did so if I said to if I said to you for example if I said to you, oh, you, going, you look like a bear, <laughs> you laugh. But if I said to, okay, I say to a person who I don't perceive to be necessarily attractive, if I said to her something like, um, oh, I don't know, I was going to say something, I might say, you're as big as a whale. I might say that. You should be offended. And society said that's the wrong thing for me to say. I wouldn't say that. Social intelligence, right? Yeah. She'd be offended by that, wouldn't she? Of course, yeah. Right. yeah. But if I said to her something like, um, you look like a tree, she ain't going to be offended. She'd be like, what's she on the base? Probably a nutter. Yeah, yeah. Why is one triggered and one dough? 
society again, isn't it? It's because, well, one of them, she's gone, why, oh, oh yeah. must mean I'm fat, must yeah. mean I'm ugly. Yeah, yeah. She's just chicken herself. Although I wouldn't say that, I'd never say anything like that to a woman. Never. But you get what I'm saying. Yeah, it's only yeah. when it's completely, tr- there's elements of truth that anyone would ever get offended by you. So if I said you're not doing enough work to someone and they get triggered, it's because they're not doing enough work, innit? Yeah, I think it's because people, like you just men- mentioned, rather vulnerability. In that moment, they're very vulnerable, aren't they? They feel a little bit under attack or whatever. And you've got a choice, I suppose, at that point in time. How do you react? But the natural reaction to something like that is to be triggered, isn't it? To the, to the untrained mind, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But the most people have untrained mind, don't they? They have no, uh, they have no wish to become more aware and expansive of themselves. Mm-hmm. So they always get triggered about things. And people who get triggered about more things are the least trained, trained themselves the less introspective they've been in their life. The more people, generally speaking, the more people that you can say, you can say completely open to them and tell them the, the radical truth about what's going on, the more they've trained themselves. Yeah, the more they've looked in on themselves, yeah. Whether they know it or not. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If you say someone's not very good at what they do, but they know with absolute certainty they're the best at what they do, they're not gonna be offended, are they? No, because they know it themselves. Exactly. Yeah. So there's nothing to... So confidence and everything is a bit of a sham, to be honest. It's truth or not truth, that's where it's at. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And good habits. It's like you don't you don't think about something you do all the time that's a benefit to you, do you? You don't think about it because it's just a natural thing to do. Mm-hmm. If you're going, I need to stop smoking, I need to stop smoking... It's creating a resistance. Of course it? it is. Yeah. The resist that now you, the way you get through that is recontextualizing that and going. I'm inspired to stop smoking because I want to see my kid grow up. Mm-hmm. Just frame it differently. There's it? any? There's a better question there. Yeah, yeah. The inspiration there is coming from here. That makes that obsolete. You know. Yeah. It's how we see again. It's how we vision the world. Taking responsibility is a massive one, isn't it? Um, forming good habits but responsibility a lot of things come back to taking ownership of your own shit mm. it's I think there's a book massive. Total Ownership I um, it was like from a marine yeah in the, U- in the US I was I was talking to um, Archie's teacher Archie's my youngest lad he's six he's got like a mild form of autism um, and we had a conversation me and his teacher yesterday uh, for about an hour Mm. Yeah, on the phone. Uh, so here in the UK, they have something called an EHCP plan, which is basically their plan to help them develop right. or catch up on the bits that they might be stuck with mm-hmm. or behind on. And um, I said to him in the conversation, I said, I speak to Archie and Alfie, my eldest son, every single day, and I try and frame pretty much every conversation when we're having a conversation about anything, but particularly when he's asked me something for my opinion, I always go back or try and frame it in a, in a fashion that makes them take responsibility. Because I know for a fact, if, they, if they're if they always coming from that place, they'll be unstoppable, man. At some point, when they grow older, they'll know that whatever life throws at them, good and bad, they'll take responsibility for it. 
And I think it's a big lesson. It's something I'm really conscious of of raising my kids like that. Yeah. But uh, do you know what? This is this ain't a kid raising podcast. Of course not. <laughs> but do you know what I find as well? Once again, it's a worldview, it's a perspective. I don't think we raise kids. I think na- they're children of nature, and you're the, you're just a surrogate, mm. and you have to allow their own blossoming that nature's put in them, mm-hmm. and you're just that vehicle, like. To, to assist that Spe- process yeah putting as little crap onto them as you can because we all parents I ain't got kids but parents they all do it didn't they Absolutely, yeah. you get angry at summit you shout I don't know you do something the kid picks it up do he yeah 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 it's just a natural thing that happens yeah absolutely yeah absolutely good and bad of course well do I know good and bad but yeah in principle I know yeah. what you're saying yeah exactly whatever you perceive as good and bad anyway mm. Uh, I mean, obviously, we've gone a little bit off to- topic there, but I think it again just emphasises the, the the point of um, a lot of what we talk about. Not just in this subject of independent income, it can be any context. The big um, advancement that you can take as an individual is getting your mind straight as best as you can. Clear, clear clarity. Mm-hmm. Um, and then everything else becomes so much easier. Not easy, but easier. And I think when, you, when you're able to get that filter or allow a filter to come in that takes away all that shit, maybe from childhood or mm. what it might be, whatever it might be, um, you start making big moves. Mm. You start making big moves forward and you've got the confidence to make big decisions like what we spoke about earlier, potentially leaving your job because you feel you've got the confidence because you're seeing clearly and you've got that clarity that you know what you want out of life um, and again with that you've got the confidence to make those big decisions so mm. yeah we always start on a subject matter don't we and we go everywhere with it but mind it's always always comes back to strength of mind especially in today's society so there seems to be an apparent, apparent lack of strength. No one's interested in mentally in in uh, like devoting their life to something. No one's interested in in mastery. Mm. All they care about is safety and security and instant gratification mm. with anything and everything. Mm. Work, business, relationships. They want everyone, especially the millennial generation. Now it gets a bit of a bad rap. Rightly and wrongly, so. Rightly and wrongly, yeah, but there is this um, culture now where people want stuff instant because that's what they've been used to, like instant information. Yep. You can go on the internet, you've got yep. it instantly, so they feel that they should get that in a, in, in other parts of their life. And mm. it's just not reality, is it? Not no. at all, mate. Not in a lot of areas of your life anyway, it's not. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good conversation, man. That's been nearly half hour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. So this is week uh, Friday, ending 29th. Flipping it. 29th of April. The year's going absolutely rapid. And we've had a little puppy in here, so if you've seen me kneeling down, he's biting my feet and stuff. And making a few bits, a few noises as well, isn't he? Bless yeah. Him. So that's why we've got a little puppy in the room. Okay, thank you for listening, folks. Anything to finish up on? No, I suppose just to say, I think, you know, if you're considering this, um, Please, and you've already maybe signed up um, to our subscription service. We say it pretty much every single time. Do the mindset 
um, modules first. Yep. Um, because you'll then have a clearer perspective and more clarity on how to move forward with everything else. That's right. Main, most important thing. Yeah. All right. Catch Cheers. you on the other side. See you later. Bye. Bye.